Fire up the Millennium Falcon and tighten up your tunics, because Loop and Larry are about to spoil Rise of Skywalker. In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, metahuman destruction on a global scale, and psychopathic serial hauntings, there's only one team who can make sense of it all. World is overrun with rampant pop culture. Call Luminary Guardians of Geek. Oh, yeah. Luminary Guardians of Geek are here. We have come across the galaxy with our 12 parsecs or whatever we want to call it. <laughs> I did it in five. Did you do it in five? I did Padre? it in five. And I'm, so, I'm so excited about this that I did it in five. <laughs> so today's a little different. We're not doing our regular news because really the news of the hour is the new Rise of Skywalker movie. We saw it last night. And we are pumped to talk about it. You might have seen it twice already. I have actually seen it twice. Okay, uh, we're, re- we're recording this on December 20th, on Friday the, 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 the 20th, yeah. which is technically the day that it opens. But Loop and I got a chance to see it on Thursday the 19th. And then, of course, I went again this morning at 9 a.m. because I can't not see it twice. And some of us had to work. Yeah. So I, I couldn't. <laughs> some of us blew off work. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars is that important. All right, we got some little music here just to get us in the mood. All right. Get us in the mood. So, of course, one of the best parts of the movie, always at the beginning, that theme hits. It just brings tears to my eyes. And and you know what? It it almost actually brought tears to my eyes this time because I realized this is the last time we're actually going to hear this music in the the theater. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're going to be using it. Well, I mean, John Williams has said this is it for him as far as composing doing soundtracks and things yeah. like that yeah. and and because this music is is for the skywalker saga and now it's done so we won't hear this music anymore in the theater i like how the the move this particular last part of the trilogy the seven eight nine sort of have some of its own music as well yes so it's it's sort of distinctive in that and plus it, it kind of peppers in this the original music so it's like yeah. it's so well done oh it's really i mean having ray's theme ray's theme has become kind of classic now yeah uh which is which is pretty cool but yeah i mean starting just sitting in the theater with like 400 other people and seeing that big logo come onto the screen oh yeah just, it's nothing, more, music, it's just nothing more iconic than that right yeah. like goosebumps. okay so let's start off the beginning because we're right. like you get in the theater that star wars comes down like i yeah. said we're all excited what did you think of this movie overall before we get right into the details of it i really like this movie a lot yeah. I, I thought it was great. I was really nervous going in because I, I didn't know. I mean, the reviews have been mixed. I tr- I tried not to, like, spoil anything for myself. I tried not yeah. to go online, look at Rotten Tomatoes. Unfortunately, I did. Yeah. So I knew. And by the way, this is a full, we're spoiling this thing to nobody's business. So oh, do yeah. not listen to this if you have not seen the movie. Listen to it after you've seen the movie and see what we think compared to what you think, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like, once again, we are spoiling. Okay, ready? Here we go. Okay, you're still here? Yeah. That means you've seen the movie. All, All right. right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it, I was completely satisfied. I think that the ending was terrific. I think they wrapped it all up. I think it was great. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. let's go to the pop capacitor. No, just- oh, what? <laughs> yeah. That was it. That's no, our review. I, honestly, I went in with, like, I'd seen a lot of the headlines go through on Twitter. I didn't read any reviews. And I was getting a little scared because when it first debuted, like when it was like the premiere premiere, yep. I saw the few things where people were like, oh, this is the greatest movie. But then I started seeing the reviews from the critics. Yeah. 
Then I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. Now I don't know if you've looked at it, but the the reviews of critics are like like at, the, at the, this point right now is like a like a fifty six yeah, or something. Fifty six. But then the the audience review is like an 86, 87, somewhere in there. Yes. I'm not sure where it sits right now, but it was like so. There's a big gap between like very few movies have had like have this where you have a big gap between yes. the critic reviews and the audience reviews and to me the audience speaks louder than words right i, I would think so I, yeah i would think so and when we went to see it last night uh, on the preview night there were no audience reviews yet so it was just the critic reviews so all we were seeing was this movie has like 57% which yeah. is i think i believe is the second lowest rated star wars movie of all of them yeah like of of all 11 movies this is the like right after uh attack of the clones <laughs> which was like a legit bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but when I look at that audience score, that tells me that people are loving it, and yeah. I see people talking about it and loving it. Yeah. And uh, I love this movie. I because I, again, you walk into it, and the funny part about watching one of these movies, I find when you go into it, and maybe you find this too, is because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You're on the edge of your seat because yes. I, I don't know where this is going. Where's this storyline going? Where's this thread going? You don't know. Yeah. So it's all new to you. It's not like Star Wars where you're so familiar with it because you've seen it so many times. Like this is all brand new material coming at you. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It was. It was. It was totally overwhelming. And this one is like the first, I'd say like half an hour of the movie is so fast paced mm -hmm. like it's just i mean literally the movie opens with with hyper uh what's it called uh oh now i can't remember the term he used like hyper oh, hyper jumping or yeah, hyper skipping hyper skipping yeah yeah so they're so they're literally like going into hyperspace every like 30 seconds and landing on a new planet and then going again and again and again and it is so fast paced and so insane and so good but you're just like, whoa, whoa, like this is a lot of stuff to process really quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, they're in one planet and then another planet and then another. And it's just it's really so right off the top, you're just like, wow, this is epic. Like this is a yeah. massive production that they've put together here. Now, I, I, it's hard to talk about. Like, it's it, We'll kind of go through plot, I guess, as we go through. But we'll po talk about more like concepts, I guess. In yeah. this. And uh, my first thing I, I'll, I'll mention is that like this was. A big undertaking for J.J. Abrams because he had to come off the last movie, which yeah. was The Last Jedi. And no no knock on Ryan Johnson. I think my son, I think, summed it up the best is like, I think we were sort of both in the same camp on Ryan Johnson or, or on that particular movie. No, we're actually not. Like, well, you're a little more <laughs> pro. I actually, I actually I'm, really I'm, like it. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of problems with that yeah. movie. But yeah. my son summed it up best. He goes, when Ryan Johnson does his own movies, that's what he should stick with because yeah. they like I loved um, Knives Out. Out. Yeah, that was a great movie. So, yeah. but this one, he's he, it's hard to walk into a franchise and coming off of um, the first movie in the, in this trilogy, um, it was it was hard. Like, cause, yeah. and I know it, he he tried some things, and I, I I applaud him for that. It's just there's just some things in Star Wars movies that like I just didn't think worked in that particular movie. Yeah, I I think but I think it, ultimately it would have been better if JJ had. Done all three. Yeah. But the problem is, well, then J.J. Oh. Abrams oh. has to come in and pick up that mess and try and, to do something with it. And yeah. I think there were some things that he, I mean, I think he did a great job with what he had to work with. Because, again, like, Ryan Johnson had to pick up characters and things that were from the first one and move them through. And then he had to pick up characters and things that Ryan Johnson introduced and pick them up and, yeah, and move them through. Exactly. So it's, I mean, it would have, I think it would have been a mo more cohesive story if J.J. had just stuck with it. Yeah. <clears throat> and done the second movie as well and it would have been a totally different movie obviously yeah but uh but jj knows what he's doing like he he's such a smart director and i mean you could you could really even see the difference in the acting between uh the last jedi and 
uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. The acting was much more comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like it, they yeah. just seemed more like relaxed and and just more natural yeah. uh, under JJ's direction, I think. Um, you know, so it, you could see the differences. Yeah, I think too like the there's just a a, a feel when Abrams does it. Like there's just yeah. a and it feels more like the original trilogy for yes. some reason. Yeah. Um Ryan Johnson was just it was too I don't know I just there's a lot of I had a lot of problems with that last movie and yeah. I I could go through them all but we <laughs> but then we turned into a debate because yeah yeah because I, I really really liked there was it. some stuff in that I just didn't like the, yeah. the, I will say though on a second I don't know not second watch probably about my fourth or fifth watching <laughs> yeah. but having not watched it for a while the last hour is great yeah like I'll, I'll give them that the last hour is amazing yeah it, there's a lot of things in the first half I did not like and there's a major plot point in that I I really did not like yeah so but anyways re- regardless of that so this one that's Okay, so let's. He, he, I think he did a great job taking what he had, fixing some things. I think yeah, like yeah. And, and touching upon some things and bringing things together. Um, but so what? Let's talk about a little bit of character in this. Like the characters, like where you think they went. Like some some new characters were introduced. Yeah, I don't see the one thing I'm not sure of, and I just ha- I haven't looked this up. I'm not sure. I don't know how exactly how much time passed between the end of. Um, the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Do yeah. You know, do you know this? I don't know. No, I don't think a lot had passed. But... I don't think a lot, but enough had passed that Ray's was her Jedi skills were really improved. Like she had, she had done, she had obviously been training with Princess Leia, yeah. who it turns out is a Jedi Master. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually been confirmed now. But um, so she'd obviously been training with her a lot. Yeah. Um, because she could do things right off the bat in this movie that she couldn't do before. Before, yeah. So I feel like, uh, like I don't know if it was months that had passed. I assume months had passed. Because there, there was some references of, of the end of uh, Last Jedi where they did the call out to everybody. No one answered the call. Yes. And so that sort of continued into this. And this, yeah. so I don't think it, it was a lot of time, but there was yeah. there was some time there. Yeah. Um. But I thought like Ray was great in this. Like I thought yeah. like she's such a great character. Oh my gosh. Like I like she like there's times you just really feel for like at the end of the movie when she gets on the um the piece the old piece of metal and she like goes yes. down like a slide right like at she the did, very like, end like she did yeah. it in force awakens that was so cool like yeah. it was like it just sort of brought it all full circle but she uh and she's i mean she's so strong like as a as a character and physically yeah. strong like just the things that she was doing like the the lightsaber battles and and just the physicality of her of her character, character yeah. this year, the, in this movie was Remarkable. Like I just was like, I, I can't even I don't even understand how she's doing these things. <laughs> but she's like she's focused in the movie when and serious when she needs to be. And yeah. she's like kind of lighthearted when at points as well. Like yeah. she just it, she's she's very good at drawing you in like yes. as a character. She's so good. Yeah. I, I loved her. Um and what about our good friend Kylo Ren? I I think he he went it was interesting because his arc changed like dramatically in this movie. So he sort of became he started out as the same Kylo Ren we knew mm-hmm. just evil and and f- focused on world domination yeah. <laughs> essentially but it over the course of two and a half hours or really I guess the first hour and a half or so he sort of started to realize that that there's another way you know yeah. that he he may not have been taking the right path and I think it it just played into this whole he's been conflicted this whole time yeah. you know after killing his father, on Solo, he never got over that. Like he did that because he thought that he was supposed to do that because Snoke told him to. But he, in deep inside, it he was in a lot of pain for doing that. Yeah. So I think now that 
you know, Princess Leia was able to reach out to him and then that sort of thing, he was able to sort of become more the person we wanted him to be. Yeah. Um, and, and the change was remarkable. Like just like Adam Driver actually changing this character, mm-hmm. like from somebody who was evil and serious to, to somebody who really, you felt like he genuinely loved Ray and really wanted good, good things to happen. Yeah. I know some people complain about the kiss between them at the yeah. end, but I felt like I, if he if from the last movie, like they had a, an emotional connection, yeah. and there was times even in that last movie where they're kind of almost falling in love because they were they were so, like, they're connected, connected yeah. like emotionally and everything yeah. else, yeah. and because uh, they all sort of showed up to each other when they were in really emotional spots, right? Yes. Like, so I think that's why there was like, and and then she saw the light in him, and you know, and it, 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 she saw the real person he could he should have been and, and could have been. So yeah, um, absolutely. And then I mean, when he actually gave himself and like, like legitimately healed her, um, brought her back to life, you know, I think it was it totally made sense to me that they would kiss because he that was his complete conversion. Like he is now on the good side. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know? but I, I didn't think that was out of, like some people were like, oh, yeah. why, why would they do that? But it's like, because they, they were connected. They were connected. Yeah. Pro- and pro- there's probably time period where they're connected even between that that we didn't see. Yeah. So you got to fill in all those blanks, right? Like there was, there's Absolutely. definitely some sort of connection between the two because they're connected through family as well, right? Yep. And, and history. And there's so many different ways to be connected through that. So I thought that was, they were like they were both great in that movie. Um, yeah. A lot of other characters that were like, there's a lot of new characters. Now, this is one of my one of the things. This and it's not no fault of them. Yeah. Though it is kind of a fault of them. <laughs> um, uh, one of the hobbits, uh, Dominic. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Monahan. Donovan. Yeah, I think it's Dominic. He was yeah. also in Lost as well. Yes. He was just a, like a side character. Yeah, he but, didn't really have anything to do. No, but the problem is, is when and like I, I can see. Because J.J. Abrams did it, they're probably buddies, so he probably brought him because in. Because he was on Lost. Yeah, and, yeah, and they probably yeah. he probably wanted to be in the movie. Yeah. But the problem is, as a viewer, when I see him playing a character, and because he's a bigger actor to me, I think he's going to be a main character of some sort. Yes. But he was not. Not he, at he, all. He was just some like sort of side like character with a couple lines that looked serious a lot of times yeah. about something. He was kind of like a walkthrough character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of surprised that they used somebody who was so well known yeah, for that for such a bit part. Yeah, like that that really surprised me. I I I, I like it in the past movies where they've had big like like Daniel Craig. Like when Daniel Craig was in Force Awakens. Yeah, but he was a stormtrooper, so you didn't see him. Yeah, you didn't you know heard, who he you was. You heard his voice. Yeah, but he was still in the movie. That's I think that's a good way to use big name characters if they only have bit parts. Just because yeah. you could, there's or, so or, many, or a you know, character that's like you know they go to someone for some some information and that person happens to be a big character. They're they're only in that little tiny piece. Yes, it's more like, a, like but yeah. that was weird because when you see as soon as I see him, I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna be he's he's gonna be a big part yeah. of this because I know who he is. He's yeah. obviously cast because who he is. But he, he didn't do anything. He no, was like he's he literally really didn't. And, he, yeah. And even like um, I thought, what's her face would have a bigger role too. Um, because these are all the B characters that yes. are just sort of hanging around. I thought um, Carrie Russell. Uh, yeah, well, she was the mom, right? Or no, who, Carrie, no, she was. Um, uh, I knew Bliss, she was Zora Bliss. She oh, was that the, was her. Okay, yeah, yeah, she had a okay. she had a mask on almost the entire movie. I, I do have to say yeah. that that's new character who is a, a friend of Pose, right? Like an old yes. friend of Pose, Zora Bliss. Look awesome in the night scenes. As soon as they had her in the daytime, I thought it was a Power Ranger. <laughs> did that look like a Power Ranger outfit? Yeah, kind of a little bit. Did. <laughs> I was like, it's like, okay, that's a really Power Ranger looking wow. outfit. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. But I guess I could. <laughs> but see in that. the night scenes, you don't really see enough yeah. of the of the color of it until they did the daytime scene. And yeah. It was like, 
That's yeah, really so you don't really see her face. No, like you only saw her eyes at one point. But that's right. Um, the uh, but there was what's the character? Oh, um, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh, Billy Lord. Billy Lord. I thought she would have had maybe a little bit bigger character yeah. in this. She was had some lines and stuff, but I just, just be- a couple because just because she was in all three and sort of as that sort of like I guess like. I don't want to call her like a space receptionist. I don't know what she. I don't <laughs> she what she was like a, a commander of some sort. Like yeah, she, I don't know, you know what she exactly did, but yeah, is, but, uh, she, but she what she did play a role. Like you'd think by by this point she would have been elevated in the ranks a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, you know, especially because of her mom too, right? Yeah, like it's like there was now there was a scene. I don't know if you caught it. I caught it the second time. I, like when I saw it again the, the yeah. second time, there was a scene. It was really quick of Billy Lord with her arm around Princess Leia, walking her off screen. So, oh yeah, and do you it, remember that? Like, yeah, it was, was that her? Or was that a body double? It was probably a body double. Yeah, but it was just it was a, like a sweet moment, just because it was her mother. Her, yeah, and yeah. Her and her, like she got a chance to be on camera with, you know, somebody who looked like her mother, I guess, but helping her off screen. I thought yeah. that was kind of a nice moment. And we're almost missing Finn too. We have to talk about Finn for a second. I, uh, I thought Finn was Finn. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was pretty, the, pretty much. Yeah. But he, but he had a lot more. Like emotion this time, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, when they thought Chewie died and all of that, like he was, he was much more emotional. I thought yeah. this time around, and he played it really well. Like yeah. I totally, you know, I, that's what I, that's what I mean about. I think that the acting was under J.J. Abrams is much stronger. Like, yeah, I think that they're the emotions that they all showed, um, including um, Poe. Like he was that whole scene with Poe um, kneeling beside the dead body of Princess Leia and saying, I don't know how you did this. I don't think I can do it. Like, it just was so much deeper. Like, it gave you so much more depth to these characters. And, and this is one thing, this is why I like this movie better than than Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Because they they were a team in this. They were together. Were, yeah. They had an adventure together as a team like they yeah. did in the original Star Wars. They were all, like, 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 she, did, like she was off on her own at points, but they yeah. were basically a team on an adventure, doing things together, figuring out things together, yeah, all working towards the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like that like sort of team mentality because yeah. then you feel like it feels like the characters like feel like okay, I see all the different personalities are all melding. Yeah. So that's what I really loved about this movie was that it just felt more like a Star Wars movie, it like did. they were just all together. Yeah. I love the droids in it. Oh, the droids were like, fantastic. R two D two could always do a little bit more for me, but yeah. this I don't think this this trilogy is a, as much about. C-3PO and R2-D2, even though C-3PO had a fairly prominent role. Yeah, he was actually quite a big role, really. But I think this is more about BB-8 in this particular one. But R2-D2 is always there helping out, you know, doing his thing that he does. His beeps and his boops. You you know know? who I really liked in this? Dio. Oh, the, the little, the like, little yeah. conehead droid. Yeah, because like, he wasn't overused, but no. he was used just enough that was kind of cute. Yeah, almost. he was like, cute, but he wasn't obnoxious. Like when he, because he spoke, I didn't even know he spoke until yeah. he's like, like they they did a good job of keeping him under wraps enough that you didn't know he actually spoke English. <laughs> I almost but, cried when when he go she goes to touch him and goes, "Don't touch no, me." No, he or, said, "No, oh, thank you." No, thank you. Like, no, thank like, you. Like, I know. And, like, like, oh. she, and then she goes. Um, he, he, someone must have treated him very badly. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh, my oh, God, no, no, no. Not, not the droid. And he's so tiny. Yeah, How can anybody hurt him? I know. I felt so awful for <laughs> Me him. Me too. And that was, I mean, and that was like, we had only met him for like, Literally like two minutes, and that's how much emotion we I got know. out of like, this oh little God, thing. Yeah. I'm gonna find whoever hurt that droid. <laughs> he's going down. Well, but it was funny because when you first see him, he's covered in cobwebs, like he's yeah. shut down. So he'd been sitting there for a long time. But uh, yeah, I just thought he was great. Turns out that his voice is J.J. Abrams. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> um, the, so one character we have to talk about that's like a main character in this, and it was like actually I was quite amazed by it was uh, Princess Leia. 
Oh, Anna yeah. Carrie Fisher. Ooh. She was used a lot. She was like, yeah. I don't know where the footage came from, but she was way more in it than I thought she was going yeah. to be. Like, I, I thought she was going to be like a quick glimpse here and there, but she yeah. was like, she like had, was carrying on conversations. Yeah, like through the first half of the movie yeah. at least. Like, yeah. and I'm like, how are they doing this? Like, it's and she was perfect. Like, the 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 effects that they used to cut her out of old scenes and put her into these like new settings yeah. it was flawless no i heard that i think the one where the training one i i feel like i heard that that one was shot for something else and then they still had that footage which which training like the, the, when she's training her in like the the oh, forest the, and stuff oh, okay i heard that that was like a like scenes that they had shot for a part but they never used it oh really so and it, so they were able to, to cut it back into the movie oh, like okay. and, but it yeah. was so cool i'm like wow she's in this a way more than i thought yeah. she was like, yeah and it like if you didn't know if you went into this movie not knowing that carrie fisher had died before this happened yeah. and that she didn't actually shoot any of this stuff i you i don't think you would have known yeah. you would have thought oh she has a bit of a smaller role this time but you would not have known that that was old footage that they managed to incorporate into this new um movie because it was yeah. flawless it was just flawless yeah. i could i was so surprised yeah and, and chewbacca had a huge oh. role in this he, and th- that was another moment that that got me emotionally Uh-oh. when when they when they landed back on uh on the planet and they were first informed that princess leia had died yeah and chewbacca heard that for the first oh my time God. And when he like fell to his knees yeah i'm like oh this poor dude <laughs> like yeah. he's lost han solo he's lost um princess leia he's lost luke he's lost like like i can't even like in the way the way that he emoted that was so powerful yeah so good yeah and the the last girl i'll talk about and then we'll talk about like we'll go into like surprises and and highlights um the and we haven't talked about plot yet either we'll do that as well um yeah lando carissian oh He's just so good. The, the yeah. scene where they, they first show him and he's like, he's got like a mask and stuff on. Like, there was no one in the audience who didn't think that was Lando Carissi. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't fooling anybody <laughs> on really, that no. one. But, uh, but yeah, like, he was great. Like it was just yeah. great to see him in the movie again. It like was, it was and he like, was the same. Like he was still the same. Like he oh, still then, had that same charisma. And, and then yeah. when like him and like Chewbacca, like they hadn't seen each other, yeah. and it was like, ah, oh! <laughs> like it was so good. That was neat. And uh, just to have them fly the Millennium Falcon together. Oh, I mean, again. And you only saw it for like a couple of seconds, but it was enough. Like yeah. You know, that was just so nostalgic and so cool. Oh, so good. You know? so and good. they just and they also looked like they were having fun. Like they like um Billy D. Williams looked like he was really just, enjoying that. Just scene. having a blast yeah. doing this movie. Like it was like it was so good. Yeah. So good. So, so, so amazing. What about the plot for you? Like what was the like and I know this is another criticism. Oh wait, wait. I, Before we go into plot, can I just uh mention Babu Frick? The little the little Oh, he was uh, awesome. <laughs> A little alien who's like the droid, like droid builder. Yeah, yeah. He was one of my favorite characters. Oh, he was great. I love thing his little voice, and he was just hilarious. Yeah, there was some oh. really good like new characters in this. Oh, yeah. you know who I haven't talked about yet, um, which was kind of weird, was Rose. Oh yeah, like so she's in the movie. She was in, she was a big part of or pretty big part yeah. of the last movie. I feel like it was like that was one of those things that he kind of got and goes, like that Abrams like. I got to do something with her. I don't know what to do with her, yeah. but she'll be in this. Yeah. But I so don't let's, know. Let's put her behind I, the con. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know really what to do with her here. And then, because yeah. I liked her character. I just, yeah. I feel like he just didn't, it was kind of like res, like residual from the last movie. He didn't really know really ha- what to do with her or yeah. how she fit into the whole so, thing. So she was just more of an advisor. 
which which made sense because they yeah. set her up to be somebody who knew how to operate the systems and and that sort of thing and was a good with strategy and stuff. Yeah. So it made sense. That like she, she was, was in doing it in, that. like enough, yeah. but she really wasn't into like the back half of the movie. Yeah. At one point, I forgot even about all the rebels and and like the uh, all those guys because they because there was so much focus on everything else that was yes. going on, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I forgot they're all on that planet like yeah. doing things. <laughs> and then what's his face from um, Lost? Uh, Greg. Uh, oh, Greg Grunberg. Yeah, who yeah. was in the first one disappeared yep. in the second one. Yeah, he's he, like, was, he was he was like one of the pilots. Yeah, he was off on another mission, I think. Yeah, because yeah. he was in Heroes. For those that don't know who he is, yeah. and then and Lost. Yeah, and Lost. For, and then yeah. he and then he shows up in this one, and I'm like, where was he in the last one? Yeah, just flying just, around the universe. Yeah, like, he was just doing his own. I guess thing. some people were on their own missions. I guess That's right. right. You know, he can't. You know, or maybe he just had some time off. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> he, he, did, <laughs> he had some vacation days he needed to use up. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Cloud City if you need me. I'm just like off for a few days checking that out. But and and they killed him. Oh yeah, he I was died. I, I was calling him Porkins too. Yes, <laughs> his actual name is Snap Wexley. Yeah, I know, okay. but he's, he's sort of the Porkins of that movie. <laughs> he, is, like, he really is. I'm losing him. Yeah. <laughs> then he was out. Yeah, sorry, Porkins. Uh, por- sorry, Porkins too. <laughs> Porkins too. <laughs> so, what about the plot? What All did right. you think of the general plot? Because I know this is like. I'll go into the reviews a little bit later, but the, like, so what do you think of the plot of it? I, I thought it was solid. It was what was really nice is that this movie was totally different from the other ones. There was no Death Star, there was no Death Star Two, there was no Star Killer base, there was no like having to destroy like the big weapon. Yeah, like that there wasn't that. There was literally like the search for an an enemy, like a, an actual person. Yeah, like the search for Palpatine and finding out where he is and. And finding clues to find directions to him, and and like it, it was almost like a scavenger hunt, <laughs> which yeah. was to- which was totally different from the other movies, yeah. which I thought was great. It, there was sort of a thing where like because they had to like knock down like a piece of like one of the like uh, like a tower or oh, something, yeah. which was kind of like, but because like the 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 classic check the boxes off in Star Wars is there's got to be some sort of Jedi battle yep. going on at the same time as a space battle yep. going on at the same time as a ground assault. That's like, right. Yep. And, and, that, and they that got had them all. all. That, that was all there. And yep. that, but it seemed like that's kind of like a lot of like that's like, they all sort, have that. Th- that's sort of like the classic sort of setup of that. Yes. But the uh, yeah. but again, that's that makes it a Star Wars movie to me. I mean, yeah. and people say oh, it's it's too familiar, but I don't feel it that way. I feel no. like it's like if it wasn't happening like that, I'd be disappointed. Exactly. Like every movie, I think all nine movies, every one of them has a trench run. Like where they do the like, yeah, the, except for the the last one really didn't because they were remember because it was just like the assault on the, the old rebel base. Um, yeah, but I thought there was something there was something earlier on <clears throat> where they had to fly through. I, I don't know because was. they they were mostly on their battleships for almost that entire movie. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd have to think that. I seem to remember that there was a there was that, a that trench one just run. had a, that one had a little bit of a different end in that like it was yeah. just basically no no but I mean the trench run doesn't happen at the end of every movie it's yeah. just in every movie. oh yeah there's some like, sort there's of some like, sort of like at the beginning fly... of Last Jedi he, they had to fly through because he had to shoot yes. that one cannon that's or whatever, right yeah. and they brought down the the, the super star destroyer that's or right so they uh, they like it's called the super duper star destroyer it's not called okay what okay no sure that it's called that I don't think it is all right I'm gonna go to Wikipedia and I'll take a look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they all have things like that. So they they do check boxes, and I think that's what's kind of cool. 
Yeah, no, I, I it, 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 like it, that was all there. Um, so let's go through just uh, some cameos, surprises. What, yeah. what, did, what did you love in this? The um, well, the biggest surprise. <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little bit. Of- in my throat. That's all um, right. I, you've, already, I, you've just seen two Star Wars movies I back know, to back. I'm a little choked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have no idea how they managed to keep this quiet, at least from me. Yes. Because I didn't know <laughs> that um, Harrison Ford was in this movie. Did you know that he was in the No, movie? I didn't. I had no clue. I saw him, a picture of him on like the red carpet, but I'm like, of course they're going to invite him to the red carpet. Like, yeah. I didn't think he was in the movie. I had no idea. Like somehow they managed to keep. And you know the interesting thing? He, his name was not in the credits. Oh really? Somebody, yeah, somebody mentioned that last night after we watched it on the, in the premiere night. So when I went back this morning, I specifically watched the credits, and he's not in it. So he did he did this role uncredited. It was like yeah. he came in for like a day of shooting and said, "Yep, I'll I'll do this, but you don't need to credit me. You just I'll just do it." Oh, it was awesome but when he showed up. I, I was, was like, "Yeah, it, like it's like emotion, emotion, emotion." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I'm like, oh man." What? Yeah, that was that was a big surprise. I thought that was that was really really cool. Yeah, I love um the, like just the cameos of like in the callbacks to other yes. movies was oh. so good. Like like the Ewoks. Oh. I, I was like, yes. Oh, and do you know who that was? That was Warwick Davis. Yeah, yeah, it was. And his son. Oh, was it? Because yes. I was like, I know it was. It was supposed to be Wicket. Yeah, it was. One of, like, it was. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, and See, and it was Warwick Davis's son playing the other one. Return of the Jedi, and we could debate this as well at some point in time. But uh, <laughs> on our Star Wars debate show, yeah. um, the, I, 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 Return of the Jedi is my second favorite Star Wars movie. Really? Because I, I, there's so many iconic scenes in it, and so yeah. many things. And I love the Ewoks. Like they do too. They're actually kind of vicious. Really, they <laughs> <laughs> they've got a lot of battle tactics. Yeah, they're, they do. They're but they're yeah. like, there's so many. That movie has so many iconic scenes that I relate to. Yeah. More so than Empire. Yeah. I know Empire is the darker movie and everything, but it's like the jab of the hut scene, like yeah. the the speeder bikes. Like there's just so much in that yep, movie. The Sarlacc. So, anyways, when I yeah. saw the Ewoks, I was like, Yeah, yeah that was really. All we cool. needed was a couple seconds of yeah, them. That was just a, all we needed. That's all we needed. It was so cool. But but like even at the end when she goes to Luke's home planet back oh, to Tatooine, God. and she goes like to where like Uncle Owen and all that was, and it was yeah. all sort of sanded over because no one had lived in it for so long. Yeah, that was really cool. And the other really really cool thing that. Got me more emotional the second time I watched it was the the voices of all of the past Jedi. Oh man! Because they brought in voices. They brought in Ahsoka Tano from yeah. the Clone Wars and Rebels. They brought in Kanan from Star Wars Rebels. They brought in all of these iconic um, voices from like the other Jedi, properties. Yeah. Um, plus Liam Neeson was in there. They took Hayden the cannon, they stuffed it full, and they blasted Ooh, it, man. It was seriously. like every like they, they everybody was in out. there. Yeah, they had like they pulled out like yeah Qui Gon Jinn. They pulled every, out yeah. like like everybody was yeah like, Hayden Christensen. They were all the two, like, they had two Obi Wans in there. They did. No, they were. It was amazing. Like that was I thought that was so cool that they like recognized all of these Jedi who had been Samuel L. Jackson yep. was in there uh, that they had recognized all of these Jedi who had died in the past and were still living in the force. I yeah. was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, no, because there's all these voices. I'm like, those have got to be voices. And when I saw the credits, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, they like they 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 pulled people from like the, like the cartoons, yes. like they were like the animated programs. That like was it was so cool. It was great, which is like. Yeah. Good for if you've watched them that you know okay these are canon like yeah. they're they're part of the like everything so That's it's right. like and and I mean for me I, I'm a big fan of Star Wars Rebels and um the the main ship that the uh that group rides around in is called the Ghost and it was featured prominently in the movie like it oh was, yeah yeah in the final scene where all of the yeah the um 
the rebellion sort of the rebel like everybody from around the galaxy all sort of showed up the ghost was right behind the millennium falcon like full scale and i was just like that is so cool oh that's wicked that's so cool that's wicked um the i'm still making my way through clone wars there's a lot of episodes you're gonna be in the next year yeah i know (laughs) um the uh, but it was so cool there was a bunch of other like little just like little callbacks throughout that i thought were just so cool here's another one that i didn't recognize the first time but I totally got it the second time. There's a there's a cantina scene because virtually every movie has some sort of cantina, whether oh, it's or a, like a bar, or, a yeah, bar or, yeah. or something. This cantina scene, the bartender was John Williams. Oh, was it really? Yes. Oh, they that's actually cool. put John Williams cool. in the movie for the very first. Yeah, time I didn't ever. catch that on the first no, time. No, and I because I saw this older man and I'm like, there that that's got to be somebody because they're. But I just didn't have enough time to process it until yeah. today. I watched it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's John Williams. That's um, awesome. Wedge and Tilly's. Yes. Was it? I'm like, because I saw this old guy. I'm like, is that Wedge? And yes. then I wait to the end. I'm like, oh my god, Wedge is in this. Yeah. Like they literally. Because Wedge never everyone. died. No. Nope. In any of them. No. Nope. Like he was. He was the only one to be in all three. Like I, yeah. I think wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the, the, the originals. Yeah, the yeah. originals. Yeah. So which is really cool that he was like they brought him back even. Yes. And I was like, oh man, like that he, was really cool. And it was <laughs> it was kind of funny the way they did it too because he was the only pilot not wearing a helmet oh yeah <laughs> so that's you right. can actually see his face yeah he didn't need a helmet that guy's a, that guy's a specialist yeah, he doesn't right. need he's been flying before yeah. all, most of these people were even born and really how's a helmet helping you other than like maybe there's some like st- some instructions that come in exactly. it, like, or whatever like it's like <laughs> you're, if you're going down you're going down that's right like, yeah, you're, you're not, not gonna bunk your head on something <laughs> yeah, like, oh that helmet would have saved me that's right, i have no. no body left but i think yeah. i had that helmet on the, uh, yeah. yeah there's just a bunch of other like little cameos of things and, and things that they kind of brought back which i thought was yeah. really really cool here's another here's another thing that was like a super quick and it's like this was like a super deep cut (laughs) Mm -hmm. but in they were flying back in in uh the ship from that desert planet um and i can't remember what the desert planet was it was after chewbacca had they thought chewbacca was killed Mm. it was that planet so they're in the ship that ray's parent that ray recognized it so they're walking through the ship there's a beam in the ship, yeah. uh, that's sort of near the back. They walk by it twice, and it is the the same exact beam that Princess Leia and Han Solo hold up in the trash compactor to to hold the, the oh walls. Oh my god! And the reason I know that is because it sticks out to me every time because it's just like a long PVC pipe with um, bubble wrap around it that's been spray painted like silver oh, okay, but it's just yeah. it's just bubble wrap like it's oh, quite yeah, obviously yeah. bubble wrap and I always think that that's a really funny prop that they used in the originals but now they've actually incorporated that same pipe with the bubble wrap oh, yeah. into the ship so you can see where oh, that part awesome. where that part came from yeah <laughs> i was like that is so awesome that was so cool i feel like there's some something i'm missing like another major like sort of like callback to somebody but there's like there's a lot of little cameos in it that just like popped in and out all through it but there's like there's so much happening i like honestly i'm probably missing like uh, i'm sure that the, well, captain kirk was in it Oh yes! Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember that? I, the- I loved how um, he gave her uh, Leia's um, uh, lightsaber. Oh my god! Uh, the, oh, the whole oh, idea- oh my god! Oh. I forgot about that part. Oh. With the, 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 go ahead. Yes, the part where Luke and Leia are training, and so then, they're, but they have masks on. They're yes. training. They 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 sort of stop the training. They put their masks up, and they made their faces look young, like they did in the oh. original trilogy. That, but they, it was flawless. Again, it was like. Like I mean I I don't know if they took footage from those movies and like cropped it and yeah you know but it was 
amazing. It, it would be similar at the end of Rogue One when yes. when Princess Leia like it just looked so cool. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's like a young Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, it looks so wicked in in a scene we've never seen him in before. Like that yeah. was oh. what was so cool. But I mean, on top of that, let's talk about that whole scene for a minute because that confirmed one hundred percent that Leia was a Jedi. That she yeah. had been yep. trained up until because. Um, when I watched it again today, I paid more attention to that scene. When Luke was training Leia, Leia, um, he had his green lightsaber. So he, this was like after Return of the Jedi, like because yeah. he had that's when he had his green lightsaber. So it was well into like after Luke had become a Jedi and that sort of thing. So they had been training like secretly for a long time, and this was on the last night of her training. Mm-hmm. So she was like a full-on Jedi. By this point, which I thought was so cool to know that she actually has like the Jedi skills. card. Yes. <laughs> she goes, which then explains. She's not only a Jedi, she's also a member. She's a member. She's a card carrying Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> but this explains uh, the the one scene that everybody hated so much in, in uh the last Jedi, where she was in space and and brought herself back onto the ship. Yeah, and it's like, it, how could she do that? That's well, we knew it was a, 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 like we knew that she probably put a force field around herself or something. But now but we know that she actually is a Jedi. Like the, she the thing we we things. didn't know is like how much training did she have? Yes. Where was she at? But yeah. I feel like with her like being a Jedi. Like I'm just reading into this, but isn't really her top priority. Her top no. priority is is leading the rebellion. And yes. You can't do both. That's right. You can't be out like swashbuckling and, and yeah. like saving the universe <laughs> and your lightsaber. Yeah, and doing that at the same time. Absolutely. And it, and when Luke's when she said to Luke, I had a vision that my my child would go rogue. <laughs> that's when she laid down her lightsaber and went, you know what? I'm going to fight for the rebellion so that this doesn't happen. And then that totally made sense to me. Yeah. I thought that that is a brilliant way of like explaining why we've never seen her do Jedi stuff cuz she sort of shut herself off from the force yeah. essentially just to focus on leading the rebellion mm-hmm. i thought that was a, like it was like a a two minute scene it was super quick it, it, that scene like blew made, me away yeah that like was that one of my changed, favorite scenes in the whole movie yeah it changed everything like it yeah. changed everything we knew about princess leia and what she'd been doing i was just like whoa that was huge. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. No, it was, was so cool. One. Like the whole movie yeah. was so cool. Yeah. And uh, like I know, like I, I read the complaints. Well, let's go into those now. Like not just the complaints, but just like what you thought of the movie and some. And I'm gonna debunk a few de- complaints. Okay. Okay. So, oh, so go ahead. Okay. So for one of the complaints that I had read, and because I have read a few reviews, is because I was like, how are these people not like? What happened to them as a child? <laughs> Why they don't like this movie? Like, yeah. what, what's wrong with them? Yeah. Um, but one of the things that uh, I those was like. It, it, and I do agree a little bit with this is that it's it's very fast paced. Yes. And there's the no it doesn't great. have a lot of time to breathe. Yeah. It's very very quick. Um. But again, I'd rather have a quick movie that's done in two and a half hours than a like a stretched out movie that I'm there for three hours. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I think it told the story it needed to tell in that two hours. Yep. Yes, there was a lot happening, but it was I thought it was well told. Yeah. Well, and th- my other thought because I was thinking about that same thing. This is the point where all of these people are like in panic mode. Like they the the emperors like made himself known. Yeah. They are literally like 
at the end game. <laughs> yeah. Like they have to move fast. They have to like react quickly. They yep. got to go and go and go. So it totally like the pacing made sense to me because they wouldn't be just sitting around talking about it anymore. Yeah. They'd be acting. Like yeah. they got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there were some scenes where they slowed it down. Yeah. Like the scenes like where they were playing against Chewbacca in the in the classic game yes. and, and the Falcon stuff like that. So yeah. there were some good moments in there. Yeah. I, I don't I didn't really find it. I I found it fast paced, but it yeah. was I didn't distract me from the movie. No, not at all. But this is the other complaint. This really bothers me. Okay. Okay. This is the complaint where they're saying like um JJ Abrams took no risks in this movie oh, and yes. it's like and I'm like, "Okay, guys, let's just settle down over here, okay? Yeah. I'm going to explain this to you right yeah. now. I'm going to lay this down. Okay. Star Wars to me is about heroes. Yeah. It's about villains. Yeah. It's about hope and and the struggle to get to that hope. Yes. And 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 it's not about I'm a 49-year-old person who wants to see a dark movie and people's heads being chopped off. Yeah. And, and like, it's it's a movie. It's a family movie. It's, yeah. it's like they have to put that in perspective. This These are movies that, and I, I said this, I was talking to someone else. This is a movie, and this happened to you. Yeah. We bring our, I brought my kids last night. Absolutely. All three of us enjoyed the movie. Yeah. We can go as a family. And it's it's got some dark elements, of course. There's a little, some scary elements if you had little kids. Yeah. But, it did. It was actually a little bit scary at the beginning. But but yeah. it's a movie that like it's it ends with a, a great theme. Yep. It's 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 a, it's a, it's an adventure movie. Yes. It's a movie the whole family can enjoy. And yeah. I think when these people are nitpicking, like he didn't he he uh, didn't take enough risks. Well, how much yeah. risk do you want to take? I, yeah. I look at I look, this is a dumb analogy, but it actually works. I take I look at the, this whole nine picture trilogy as as mutual funds. Okay. You're, you're gonna take you're gonna take more risks yeah. when you're younger. Yes. But when you get to the end of, of your life, you're not taking risks in mutual funds. You're Good. You're, you're being safe. Good and, analogy. And, and and you have to be safe in this. You can't yeah. just suddenly all of a sudden change the script. Yeah. In the last movie, yeah. like that doesn't make any sense. It would not make sense to anybody. No. And that's that's why the Ryan Johnson one's a little jarring. Though I do like the fact in the second one he did take some risks to set up some other things that yeah. that they took on, but. Yeah, it's a family movie. It's it's a it's a swashbuckling adventure like you would have seen in like the the forties. You know what I mean? But yes. on much a much grander scale. So yeah. they can just shut their mouths. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, I, I'm out. And, and that's the end of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, like, yeah, I, just, I totally agree. I don't I don't agree with that. Like it's no. like oh he, he didn't take any risk. Yeah. He took a lot of risk. He had to like huge take, risk. This is this is a massive franchise yeah. and and maybe like there every, maybe there's some storytelling elements that kind of remind you of other things of Star Wars. Because it's Star Wars. That's right. That's, that's why you have to have those elements. If those elements right. weren't in it, I'm like, what's going on in this? Like, this is right. not a Star Wars movie to me. Exactly. Here's a good example of that. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now. The very first thing that you see when you click on the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker page, the critics' consensus, this is what it says. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker suffers from a frustrating lack of imagination. What? Yeah, no. How no. is that even possible? There, there was a lot of really original ideas. Completely, I thought in that. Like that's. I mean, that was my whole point. Was that this was not like the other Star Wars movies. It had those boxes checked, like it checked off. Yeah, yeah. All the things it needed, but this whole looking for the the um, Sith Wayfarer, like uh, Wayfinder, and yep. the jumping through different planets and doing that was. Totally new. Like this is all new. How can there, they there was a lot. Up? There was a lot of new things in it. Like there was a lot of like different sort of ideas and things that that were in all of three of them really. Yeah. But the uh, I don't believe that for a second. Like I, I just think that's like it's that's a lame. It's, it's someone. I, not, it's someone not wanting to 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 like this. That's see. Here's here's my here's my the take expectations on, are way too high for Star Wars. Yeah. Like let's put it that way. Here, here's my take on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics this time. Yes. Because this is exactly the opposite of what it was for. The Last Jedi, because The Last Jedi, the critics gave it like 92 percent and fans gave it like 
40, 42%. Yeah. This time, the critics are giving it 57%, and the, the fans are, like, at 80. Yeah, two, or it was 80, 83 or 4 yeah, somewhere like in there. Yeah, like, exactly the opposite. I feel like the critics are probably got, like, raked over the coals by so many, like, disgruntled fans last time that they're probably going into this one thinking – you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna be super critical of it. So if people hate it, they're not gonna jump on me. For it just seems so strange that the critics are, are like tearing this movie apart because this, this, it's infinitely better than anything that we've seen yet. Yeah, like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I just found it was like it. We had the risk in the last movie. Yeah. Like let's like Bring we, it back. We, we need we need to to to, to take this. It's the last of the trilogy. We don't want we don't want to take a whole lot of risk. Yeah. But but it was the way like with Palpatine coming back and everything else. I thought I thought I like the fact that Palpatine was like on like a machine. Oh, that, that was awesome. Because he's so like he can't he move can't on move, his own yeah. or whatever. But yeah. there's so many like little details like that that I loved in this, and yeah. I think that they're just so clever. Like uh, yeah, it was just yeah. And I mean, one of the other criticisms that I heard that I read from a number of critics was that this movie paid too much fan service. Well, why don't you want fan service? Like that's your. You know, you want the fans to be yeah. excited. I, I want <laughs> to service. The I want. I want to see all that stuff because I yes. want it all to come together as one. And yeah. it did. Like yeah. it, it reminded me of all the other movies because it's the last movie in the in the in the whole series. Yeah. It needs to do that. That's you right. cannot not do that no. in this in this movie. You have to bring back. If, if none of that stuff happened, I'd be like, "This is a hollow movie." Yeah. Like I did, it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Exactly. This one felt like a Star Wars movie. I was excited at a lot of points. Yeah. And that's all I need to be. I don't need to walk away thinking this is like. Uh, like Citizen Kane, yeah. I need to walk away. Like this felt like a Star Wars movie. That's right. And and for the last movie, you want to go out on a high note. Yeah. You know, you want to be nostalgic. You want to come out of this movie remembering why you love Star Wars from the beginning. Yeah. Like for 42 years, we've been fans. You yeah. wanted to come out of the. I would have been so upset if we if they hadn't brought back all of those like all the callbacks like the the Lando Calrissian and all the Liam Neesons and the Hayden Christensen, even though those movies aren't the greatest movies, I still really like those movies. But, but they're still part of the, and, like, they still work. Yeah. They're just like, and I they've mean, been part of our culture for yeah. 20 plus years. Like, you know, you've got to respect the past. Yeah. <laughs> they know? gave us Darth Maul as one of the coolest characters in Star I know. Wars. Like, I, was, I, mean, I was actually kind of hoping he'd be in this movie. Yeah, somehow. but you, you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. The, uh, it did not to end on a negative note on this, but yeah. was there anything in it that you were like, like didn't like? Hmm. Uh, or, or or kind of thought, okay, that's weird. That didn't make it? Yeah. I, do you have any? I do have one. Okay, you do yours, and then okay. give me a minute. Cause, okay. Because that doesn't come right to the top of my head. I no, don't no, have a but lot of stuff. It, when I say it, you'll go, okay, I understand. Okay. So when they're trying to find out where Palpatine is and where the, the pieces that they need, right? Um, they, they fall into this quicksand. They go into these tunnels. Oh, yes. And they just happen to find this knife that's just easily found. That's true. That has like this, like everything they need to know yeah. written on this knife. Okay, but here, so here, yeah, that that but, was. But a I mean, it makes sense why it was down there. But yeah. it's just funny that like they just, it was like one of those like perfectly placed. We need this thing that explains everything that yeah. we need to know <laughs> right on this there. knife that they just happened to stumble on. That was that's only buried about an inch deep into the sand. Yeah, like, and and the thing is, is that they. There's no way they would have found that if they hadn't been blown up and like flown through the air yeah. and landed right on the right on the quicksand. Yeah. Like th I mean that quicksand pile was not that big. So 
Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty convenient that they I, that, happened. That was the only thing. I just thought that was really super convenient. Yes. But then it's like if you start going any further, you then you have to start stretching it out. I mean, it's like yeah. okay, I, I will suspend my disbelief. They just stumbled upon That's that right. knife, and they had but, to find but, it somehow. But, but it was it was funny. Like I, it would have been almost better if it was protected. Like it was on like an altar and it was protected yes. by something. Yeah. Like that snake or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. it was like. Yeah, um, I just found it funny that they just happened to stumble upon it. Like, yeah. I was like, that was the only, that's really my only criticism of it. Yeah. It doesn't even a criticism. It was just something I thought was like a, almost too convenient plot point. It, it was. Like, and, and I can't think of anything else it, in the movie that was overly convenient. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, that was the one thing you're right. That stood out because everything else seemed to be seemed to flow properly. Yeah, like they found things the way they should. Things were hidden. Things were, you know, they had to get from place to place. And then that one, they were like, "I found out a hole." Oh, there's the thing we're looking for. <laughs> I was, I was wondering, like rather her have like be because she was always reading those scrolls, like or oh, looking yes. at them, and there was. It would almost rather like see three people happen to stumble upon them and then like having to find this whole thing. Oh, I read that in the like the the Jedi scrolls or yes. whatever. It's like what? Like, <laughs> but like, but I did think. I mean, they did find it really quickly. But I love how you're like, oh, they found it. Great. Now they can move on. But they they set up another roadblock in. Um, C-3PO not being able to tell them what it said. Yeah, and that like, added that, a whole thing. That yeah, was funny. That was C-3PO cool. was great in that movie, by the he way. Was he was Anthony Daniels is like, yeah. So good. And it's so funny to... So what I really want to do now is go back to YouTube because I, I did a good job this year of not watching any of the fan... Um, Theories, yeah. Because I just I did I didn't want to know what people think. I didn't want to have anything spoiled. But I'd love to go back now and see what people thought was going to happen. Because for the longest time, all we saw was um, C three PO with his red eyes. Oh yeah. And so yeah. people were like, oh, obviously he turns evil. Like he's <laughs> yeah. bad. He's going to destroy them. I bet you. And then there was shots of him carrying the weapons. So now he's evil and he's carrying weapons. Oh, he's going to kill oh, everybody. Yeah. So I'd love to go back and see what people thought like, was actually. Like when happen. they when they take the trailer and they like disassemble. Yes. It, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's oh he's evil. And he was like he was. Yes, yeah, so they're going to show you every plot point in the exactly. trailer. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes there's even scenes that aren't even in the movie that are in the trailer. Well, like, I seem to remember. I was thinking about this today. I seem to remember that there was one scene in. In the trailer when they were on uh, those horse creatures, I don't yeah. even know what they're called, and um, Jenna was actually firing her bow and arrow yeah. in the trailer. Do you remember that? I, I, I kind of remember like it, she, yeah. I remember her, th- she didn't do that in the movie, so that was obviously a scene that they just kept for the trailer, which was a cool scene, uh, but it wasn't in the trailer. But anyways, love the movie. Oh, so good. So I will, good. How, many, gonna, more ta- how many more times are you going to go see it? I'm going to try to see it at least three times at the yeah. theater. Like, I just need time to go see it again. Like, I might try to see it tomorrow. Yeah. But I, the, I, uh, yeah, I've got at least one more in me. Yeah, i got to see it again. <laughs> it's just so much was happening. I, I I probably missed a ton of detail that I, like, yeah. it, I even I even love another viewing. It's like watching the background and the, yes. the what's who's like walking around just in the back. 100%. And, 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 I, and I, t- I can tell you from experience, having now watched it twice, I was way more emotional the second time. The The first time we watched it last night. You're overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. And honestly, last night, the only thing that really got me emotional was when um, at the after everything had finished and they were all cheering when um, Maz Kanata handed Chewbacca. Oh, God, the, Maz Kanata. The, I almost cried when she first yeah, started. I, yeah. like, I love that character. I do, too. She I, wasn't really used in the second one. No. But, but I was like, God, they brought her back. Yeah, me too. But when she handed Chewbacca the Medal of Yavin, oh God, that that got me because I, it was one of those moments that I was like, I've always since the first movie felt so badly that he didn't get a medal, that Luke and Han got medals. Yeah, you're right. And he didn't. And I'm like, he was there. He did exactly did the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Why didn't they give him a medal? And I, I always felt bad about that. And so he finally got his medal. And I just was like, oh. Ah! <laughs> that was awesome. So yeah, but the, but when I went to see it this morning, way more emotional. Awesome. Yeah. 
All right, so we've gone from something Woo. so good. So good. And we're about to go into something so bad. Okay, here we go. Pop capacitor. I'll never get tired of this. No, it's really All fun. Right. I love going back in time. So we've gone back in time to uh, probably, what, what year did this come 1978. out? 1978. 1978. So 1977, Star Wars came out. That's right. Huge sensation. Big. So what do you do when something is so big? Well, you make toys. You you uh, market this movie. That's right. Post it. Yep. You also make a Christmas special from this. And uh, Star Wars Christmas special came out in 1978. And some people were like, what? There was a Christmas special? Yeah. There was. And it's uh, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something. Um, we'll get into this in a second. The uh, What did you think of it just generally? What, what quick quick uh, thoughts just like off the top of your head? I, I have seen this thing maybe now – five or six times, uh, and I still don't get it. <laughs> it is I so... Still, no, I think it, this is one of those things, the more you watch it, the less sense it makes. Yeah, no, it makes zero <laughs> sense. So I read a little bit of the background on it that that um, CBS paid them to do this, so everybody's under contract. Right. Lucas wrote a like a draft of the of the thing, yeah. which is different than what we've seen. Yes. Um, then... He's like, I got to work on Empire. I don't have time to work on this. Yeah. He, he gave them the script. Of course, the brass at CBS and their their lovely room of writers took that. Yep. So first it was more plot-driven with a bit of variety. Yep. And it became more variety, less of the plot. And yep. I'm talking less of the plot. Way less. So it. I just have a little note on that. It was actually um, uh, produced by Ken and Mitzi Walsh. Uh, and Mitzi Walsh co-wrote it and, and also scored it. And th- what they were known for before this was writing songs for the Carol Burnett show. Uh, so I'm not sure how they went uh, from the, writing, the, doing that to producing a Star Wars holiday special. And, and the thing is about this is, if you've never seen it, this is like a, almost a feature length. This is a feature length movie. It's, uh, yeah, it's like a, as far it's as like the, the, the length, it's, it's over an hour and a half long, which yeah. is like way too long for what this <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. And and I think you're saying these people. I, I think they were so out of touch of what Star Wars was and who watches it. Yeah. Let's take a listen to this opener here. Okay. The Star Wars Holiday Special Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker Harrison Ford as Han Solo Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia So all the originals are back Yep With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO Oh, that's nice That's good Yep Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca Right, that makes sense Yep R2-D2 as R2-D2. Well, of course. Kenny Baker. It doesn't matter. He's and still... James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Exactly. Right. Yeah, That's okay. all good so far. Introducing Chewbacca's family. Oh, God. What? What? His wife, Mala. Who? Okay. okay. His father, Itchy. What? Itchy. <laughs> Son, Lumpy. Lumpy! Oh. <laughs> oh. Now you know you're in for With a ride. Special guest star. This is the best. Beatrice Arthur. B. Arthur. Yup. Art Carney. Art oh, Carney okay, from yeah. the Honeymooners. Yes. Diane Carroll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good singer. The Jefferson Starship. Because what else were they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> 
Corman. Really? Comedy genius. <laughs> and an animated Star Wars story on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, that... We have to unpack that. Right that off was the top. that is a full on mess oh right there. And, and so my first thoughts are okay. They got the original cast back. They're under a contract. They have to do yes. this movie. So they're all there. Why Kenny Baker is not R two D two? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but he he probably had the good so, sense to go. I'm not going to be involved in this. Yeah. Thanks. So this is where you can tell there's your people making it that don't have any um, understanding of the movie or or like who would be watching it. So Star Wars really appeals to, to kids. Yes. They have the oldest celebrities <laughs> in the history of mankind. B. Arthur yeah. is like, I mean, these are people that do not connect to a young no, audience. No, and and Art Carney? Art Carney, who, like, I mean, like it's who like, was popular in the 50s. I know. And, and Harvey <laughs> Corman is, is is like a classic actor. He kind of saves this to me. Yeah. Like, um, but it's like, where are they p- grabbing these? Like, don't they have anybody younger they could like some like some like hot like, young? What about it? What about um like Donny Osmond? He would have been good. Yeah, like anybody that's like yeah, that, the Brady Bunch. They would have been good in yeah, there. Anybody <laughs> that people could connect to. I'm like, why do they have the oldest celebrities possible in this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just didn't make any sense. No. And of course, Jefferson Starship, because the word Starship's in it, that's yeah, the exactly. only reason they no. probably are And this is Jefferson's, Jefferson Starship without Grace Slick. Yeah, that's right. She was not in it. <laughs> so oh, my it wasn't God. Even, yeah. So, uh, but let me tell you a little bit more about sort of the behind the scenes. You had those people in front of the camera, but behind the scenes, the sound was done by Ben Burt, who is the guy who actually did the sound for all of the original Star Wars movies, and I believe some of the some of the new ones too. Um, uh, Ralph McQuarrie did the illustrations, and Ralph McQuarrie's illustrations are the basis of all Star Wars. Yep. So these are big name people. Bob Mackie did the costumes. He's a massive costumer for like for Broad- Hollywood, for Broadway, for Broadway and, yeah. and it, like big names. Um, Rick Baker and Stan Winston did the creature effects. Mm-hmm. Like massive. These are big name people, and Pat Proft was one of the co-writers. Pat Proft did um, Police Academy, Police Squad, the Naked Gun movies. Yep. Like these are these are like talented people that that were involved in the production of this thing. Like it, it but, should but have ha- been good. What what happened? <laughs> I in don't it? know. It went way off the rails. Like, this is one of those cases where something's popular, so they try to make something out of it. But it's like it, this is not. Like they just did not work. No. Like and and CBS. This is apparently cost over a million dollars to make. What CBS thought this is going to be one of those classic like Christmas shows they're going to show every year. Yeah, aired once. I, it went one time. Yeah, and, and then I'll tell you probably the reasoning why. Right off the top, like you you you've barely gotten into this show. Yeah. They established the Wookiee family. Yeah. And they don't. They they speak in Wookiee. For 12 minutes. For 12 minutes. No subtitles. No subtitles. You're just supposed and, to know what they're talking about. And it, we all know what Chewbacca sounds like. Yep. He's got that kind of sound. Yeah. The rest of the family, their voices are so grating, yep. like lumpy. Well, they, let's, let's, let's take a listen. All right. Yeah, go. <laughs> this goes on for 12 minutes. <laughs> Literally, this is 12 minutes long. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, and it just, like, who, I don't know how people said, hey, that's a good tone for the for for the little kid's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was that's so, literally the, the grandpa was so annoying. Oh, my God. Not to mention the design of these things. The grandpa Itchy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's called Itchy. Obviously, know. he's got some sort of a skin condition. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Something. But he is so grotesque. 
His face is well, he's so like a, he's got like a hair lip or something. Well, his his bottom <laughs> lip literally extends like past his nose. He reminds so, me of those those creatures on like the Muppets. Those like yeah yeah meep 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 I don't understand. Like Mala, the his wife, kind of looks like a female Chewbacca, so she's yeah. she's okay. Um, but this the the father's oh, God, it's just horrible. I don't know how they thought this was a good idea, and it wasn't. No, and that was the problem. And again, it was like twelve. I can't stress enough that it was like twelve minutes yeah. of them with, walking around like with no subtitles, no subtitles. Like I'm no. like I like I, every time I watch, it, I'm like, what is happening in the scene? Like yeah. it's like. It's so dumb. No, and it's so dumb. In within that twelve minutes, my my very favorite part of that whole thing is that Lumpy, the 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 kid, um, grabs the garbage from the kitchen, big like normal sized garbage can, and takes it out and puts it on the front porch. Because apparently in Kashyyyk they have they have regular garbage pickup from their treetop. Yeah, like why would they? What, and they also apparently have like Walmart photo centers because they, like there's a picture of Chewbacca that yep. looks like it's done in a studio <laughs> in a frame. Yeah, in a frame yeah. on the thing. I'm like, oh well, yeah, that's nice that they have like photo studios they can take yeah. like fi- pictures of. It just didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> like it's so dumb. Oh. And the thing is, right off the top, there's uh, Han and Chewie are in like the Millennium Falcon, and they're like being chased by Star Destroyers, yes. or whatever. So I'm like, this is actually starting off good. Then they go to those credits. Yes. Then then it's 12 minutes of Wookiees okay. for I'm yeah. like. The the whole we should probably say the whole premise of this this special is that it's Life Day, which is like Christmas on Kashyyyk. Yeah. <laughs> which which by the by the way is not called Kashyyyk um, back then. It was called Kazook. <laughs> I'm not sure why. They, sure. Right. Anyway, uh, but so it's life. So it's all about Han Solo trying to get uh, Chewbacca back home for Life Day. Yeah, That's and, the and, whole and, premise and then he's missing. Yes. So because they're they're under fire from from like on the run from the Empire. Yeah. And so meanwhile, they're the the Wookiees don't know where Chewbacca is because he hasn't shown up yet and they haven't yes. heard from him. So then they keep contacting all the other Star Wars members, going and they're like, "What? He's not back yet?" And yeah. Like I'm like, "Oh god." <laughs> exactly. And they're super worried about him. Uh, so they yes. So that's that's the whole premise of this thing. And may I stress one more time: twelve yes. minutes of Wookiee <laughs> speak, and this is an hour and a, over an hour and a half. It's, almost, it's an hour forty essentially. Yeah. Like, so that's a good. Ch- Chunk of it, <laughs> so I want to keep stressing that fact. <laughs> it's just awful. Um, so one of the one of the uh, so as the as the story goes on, there they introduce these special guest stars like Art Carney and yeah. Art, Art Carney is essentially like a like a like a variety store variety owner. store owner. Essentially, he sells products to whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's he's doing that and. At, but he's friends of the rebellion. Like he's he's yeah. a secret. He's secretly in the rebellion. Um, but he's also friends with Chewbacca's family. So at one point he comes to visit the family, and he gives gifts. Like he hands out gifts because it's Life Day. So he gives gifts to the family. Mm-hmm. One of the most disturbing things that has ever been put on TV happens when Art Carney's <laughs> gives Grandpa Itchy a his his Life Day gift. Yeah, which turns out to be, Grandpa Itchy has this hollow chair, like a, a a chair that's like a you you put a a thing over your head and you can watch movies. It's like a movie movie theater. You yeah, put yeah. It, like virtual reality. Virtual reality gives him a disc for this thing, a little card, and says, "Here you go. This is for you. You'll really enjoy it." Hubba hubba. <laughs> well, he says he goes here. This is for you. Happy Life Day. And he goes, "No, I mean Happy Life Day." And yes. so he says that, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, okay. There's there's something happening here, and it is literally it is literally softcore porn. 
Like it's it's Diane Carroll. Yeah, like barely dressed. Barely dressed. Here's here's exact. Do, do you have a clip here? Oh, I have a clip. All Don't right, worry. Let's, okay. let's play the this clip. This is what she says. Like, so it's a shot of her with kind of space behind. It's all spacey, like seventies looking. Yeah, and she's looking directly into the uh, and camera. And she's very like seductive. Yeah. And and, and, she, and, and yeah. meanwhile, they keep cutting to him, and he's like shaking, and, and he's, he's like, this is like old man Wookie. In a in a it's chair. So, this is the creepiest scene I have ever seen. It's so like inappropriate for this. Oh my god, it's awful. Go. I am your fantasy. I am your experience. I am so experience me. I am your pleasure. What? This is our moment together. This is our moment together in time. That we might turn this moment into an eternity. Okay, remembering that this is supposed to be for ten-year-olds. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I am your fantasy. Yep. I and it's. And he, I am it, your fantasy. I am your experience. So experience me. I am your pleasure. Just enjoy me. What? And then and then it shows him. He's like shaking, and it's like yeah. I'm like, what is happening right now under that fur? Because I don't want to know. And then and then the, so then she goes on to sing, and then she sings for like four minutes. And oh. the song that she sings, I don't know what it's called, but it sounds exactly like a James Bond theme song. Yeah, no, so it's, it's so bizarre. It was so weird. I'm oh. like, what? Like again, like it just keeps getting weirder. And and yeah. I'm like, what is happening? So right after that scene, then they cut back to then that's we need a break from that. So then they cut back to to Leia and and C3PO who are literally in an office looking like they're doing a, some accounting project. Apparently she's like using an adding machine yeah, to like, uh, literally it looks like they're doing some like rebel accounting and <laughs> in an office. It's <laughs> so bizarre. I don't even understand. She it. was literally on an adding machine. I, yes. I, like an old time like an older adding machine. Yes, and he was on like a paper shredder or something. Like it was it was literally like <laughs> it was an office paper building. Shredder. I don't know what it was. But it didn't make any sense. Oh God, it was so stupid. So, so those things happened. Um, <laughs> those things happened. Well, they happened. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just so bad. Like, so the the Empire shows up looking for Chewbacca, or yeah. they're not sure if, it, if he's actually. They're looking for the Wookiee, but they, yes. they think it might be part of this family, and so that's all happening. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> oh, and while that's happening, sorry. One one other thing that I remembered. Well, Art Carney is there handing out his. His really creepy gifts. He turns to Mala and says, "I'd like to try some of your Wookie ookies." Oh my! Well, like, I like Wookie ookies. <laughs> Why can't you just say Wookie cookies? Uh, no, That's what Wookie he's talking about. Wookie ookies. And that that didn't make any sense to me because their species is Wookie. That'd be like us saying, "Give me some of your human umins." <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Like, so in this in this movie, if you haven't seen it, it's like they they every once in a while they'll go to a video screen and something there'll be like a whole segment. It's almost like, yes. like there was a cooking show at one yes. point. And there's like at one point the the kids watching um, Lumpy's watching this like acrobatic thing like that's like and yeah. all these segments are like four minutes long. They're just so they're, long. and they're so uninteresting. Oh, God. None of them are interesting. No good. Uh, no good. Um, there's one part like where they go to a cantina and B Arthur's like the. She's like the bart- like bartender. Like she owns this. Yeah, and then she- Harvey Corbin comes in. He has a he has a kind of a weird hair where he pours drinks into his head. Into his, that- into his head. But okay, so while we're talking about that, this entire the concept for this whole scene is really dark when you think about it. So what happens is, um, it's it's the cantina, normal cantina, and all the cantina creatures from the movie are in there, which is kind of cool. Um, anyway, B. Arthur's the the bartender. Harvey Corman comes in carrying a flower. 
and he gives it he wants to give it to B. Arthur and says, I, I I'm giving you this flower, blah blah blah. And, and I the, care and, about you. And this part's part of like we're almost like a can or almost a tattooing like travel video. Yes. Right? It comes, oh yeah, it says yes. Yeah, it actually says um the the video so they're watching this from the Wookiee's house. Yes. For some reason they just decide to watch TV in the middle of all this whole thing. And the thing is called um Life on Life on Tatooine. And the the voiceover when they're entering this says um, time now for life on Tatooine, brought to viewers everywhere in the hope that our own lives may be uplifted by the comparison and enriched with gratitude of relief. Essentially saying, just be happy you don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> this is so vile. Yeah. So anyway, so then I don't know how this cantina scene is life on Tatooine, but it is. So Harvey Coleman comes in with the flower, wants to give the flower to B. Arthur. Um because at one point, um, B. Arthur says, um, um, "What is what does she say? Uh, come back soon. Oh, come back soon. I'll be waiting." She said that to him at one point. She yeah. said, "Come back soon. I'll be waiting." So he took that to mean that she's in love with him. So she brought this flower. But it turns out that she says that to every customer. Come back soon. I'll be waiting. Which means that Harvey Corman is a stalker. Like he's <laughs> he's actually like. A bit of a psychopath. Yeah, like, I know. And he's he's been stalking her, and he said, "I've been thinking about this for a long time, and thinking about you, and thinking." About... She literally like made no indication that yeah. she liked him in any way. But again, how does this appeal to kids? I don't like, know. It doesn't appeal to kids at all. Like, no. there's nothing in this like whole scene that appeals to any kids. No. All they want to see is action, and they want to see the regular Star Wars yeah. people. Like, and and then while we're on the this cantina, so the the, the cantina scene ends because there's been a. a curfew in place the empire the um the empire empire says there's now been a curfew placed on tatooine everybody must go home right now until further notice and so then all of a sudden the whole scene turns really somber because everybody has to leave the cantina and b arthur is like being shut down because there's a curfew yeah which means that they'll be back tomorrow yeah but anyway and then and then she starts singing this really sad song about the, it's not goodbye it's goodbye but but not forever and it's super sad and like that you've just like Killed the pain. Like yeah, the any, momentum any, has been like yeah. Any like form of comedy that you've put in this thing is now just sad and awful and terrible. Oh, God. The whole thing is just a mess. Um, the the one thing in the middle is the 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 cartoon. Oh yes, the cart the cartoon's actually kind of cool. The cartoon is the one redeeming factor of this whole yeah. thing because it was the very first introduction of Boba Fett. Yeah, people, because this was seventy eight. He wasn't in the original movie, so this yeah. is the first time anybody had ever seen Boba Fett. Nobody even knew who he was. Yeah. So the 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 cartoon is actually pretty pretty cool. I actually quite like the kind cartoon. of Ralph Bocci. It is, but it but it was actually uh, produced by a company called Nel uh, Nelvana. Which is Canadian. Oh so yeah, yeah. They did. They, they did I think like, they did comics as well. I think Novan. They did, Novana. yeah. But I, I think they they might have done like My Pet Monster, maybe okay, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they did so, do some cartoons in the eighties for sure. Yeah, but they're Canadian, so that was that was kind of cool. But uh, but yeah, the, literally the that is the you, only redeeming factor. Yeah, you see a little bit of the droids cartoon in it as well. Yeah, like the, yeah. The, like where that maybe spawned from that. Yes, because yeah, the droids are in it and Han Solo's in it and yeah, because the, the droids in the in that cartoon look like almost kind of like the droids from the car, their own yes, cartoon. Like they do. So it's kind of cool. The only thing I laughed at the beginning though, so they. 
the, the cartoon starts and the guy's like Star Log number five. Yes. So I'm like, it's like, okay, now you're just ripping off Star Trek. Yes. Like, it's, that's why where you know that they like Lucas would never have put that in no. there. Like, yeah, they couldn't even keep their franchises straight. Oh, I know. I'm like, what? Star Log, really, guys? Yeah. Like, and and the other thing that was weird about it is that this is a moment. So the Wookiee's house is full of stormtroopers because they're waiting for Chewbacca, and so Lumpy takes a minute to. Watch some TV. Of course, he does, why yeah. not? And this is what he's watching: is this is this cartoon, which really, when you think about it, doesn't make any sense because it stars his father. Like, why would his <laughs> father be in this cartoon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're so famous now. They've, Aye, they've maybe. Made, like, yeah, who knows? They've made cartoons <laughs> and stuff. So uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca, make it back. And this is one of my favorite scenes. The the there's a stormtrooper kind of guarding the the, oh, the yes. tree thing. Yes, and and they have a tiny tussle. The star trooper falls off, like because the, the the Chewbacca's house we haven't mentioned this is up in a tree. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Ewoks. Yeah, like it's yeah. way up in the tree. Yeah. The, the star trooper falls to his death. Yeah. He, he walks in and they go. He goes, "Where's the star trooper? All right, it's all right. He's gone." That's what he yeah. says. I'm like, "No, he's dead. You, no, just, he's... Threw, you just threw him off like the <laughs> yes. the tree. Like it's like yeah, he's there's no there's yeah, he is absolutely dead. And then and then right, it's all not... right. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> not long after that, they actually call. Don't they call the emperor like the empire to the house because they were going to escape? So they called the emperor. I can't remember exactly how what happened there. Now I'm getting foggy. With all I, this no, it's so stuff. dumb. It's like... But there's something and. The, my point in saying this is that they were they were calling the stormtroopers towards the house, thinking that they won't find anything. But yet their dead stormtrooper buddy is like right at the base of the tree that they're living in, like totally giving away the fact that their rebels are right there. Maybe fell into some brush or something <laughs> at the bottom. Know. I don't know. What happened. I don't know. It was so dumb. So then everything. This is like the scene of the scenes is where it all ends with the big like. Celebration, yes, whatever it's called. I can't remember a free day or life day, life day, life day, day or whatever they call it. Yep, so life day. And apparently, I think, um, Carrie Fisher said that she wanted to sing in this movie, yes. (laughs) So she sings this life day song, yeah. And uh, this whole scene is just weird. Oh my god, it's very much like a cult, yeah, it is. And it goes a little something like this. What part where she's singing this and they kind of like do these like soft dissolves between everybody listening? Yes. And they show one of Harrison Ford and he looks bored to death. <laughs> like he looks completely like, why am I here in this? Yes. This is bad. I saw an interview with Harrison Ford talking about this movie and they said, um, what do you remember about this movie? And he's like, he goes, everything. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like so sarcastic. Like, but listen to this. Turn up the volume again. She's actually singing to the Star Wars theme. And not very well. Well, I feel like they 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 snaked it in underneath for no reason. Yeah. Oh, big build up. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> but why they thought they had to put lyrics to the Star Wars theme song? It doesn't make like why did they just write a new song? Well, it, it is a new song, but I feel like like because she's not singing to it. Yeah. They just they just bring it up again. To dream. Because she's not singing to it. It's just in there. I, I think they just mixed it in, like yeah. to, just to have it in there. Like, yeah. oh, I can't. So oh, a big, big end. Oh. This brings a tear. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. 
<laughs> oh, and we should mention, as this is all happening, the Wookiees now are all dressed in red cloaks. Including and Chewbacca. A, including Chewbacca. And they're in a single line, literally walking blindly into this glowing orb that's like in space or something. It literally, it literally looks like a cult. That, it looks like the Heaven's Gate cult. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's almost like Logan's Run or something. Yes. Like it's like because they're not in the like because they live in these trees, but this is like a big temple or something yeah. they're in. But the other thing I thought I read that was really funny is that the reason they're all wearing cloaks is because they couldn't afford to make make all those Wookiee costumes because <laughs> there's probably like fifty Wookiees. Yeah, there are in there. a lot of them. Yeah, so they basically only had the head parts. Oh, that's hilarious. And then the cloaks would cover the body, so you didn't have to see all the full body oh, like Wookiees. So, because it was too expensive to make all these Wookiee right. costumes, because right? they'd already blown the budget on on what I don't know. Probably just having the actors in I, it. Probably, probably half to, of the... yeah, pay uh, Harvey Corman. Oh, my, oh God. my God! So that's why they're all in cloaks because they didn't have to do the whole rest of the bodies or the yeah. costumes. No, all, that they, makes all they sense. need is the gloves and the hats yeah. or, the, or the heads. So bad. Oh my God! And we didn't we didn't even and I don't think we even need to touch on the Harvey Corman segments because Harvey uh, Corman's a really funny guy, and what they do with him in this. We'll leave. We won't spoil that for you. So we, you can watch it yourself. But his segments is he's got a cooking segment and he's got a segment where he's teaching people how to use this electronic device, which is so boring. And it's just they're just horrible. Like I can't. He I, I feel so I, badly. I, I for feel him. like he did the best he could do with what he yes. was given. Yeah. But it was like because Harvey Corman's really funny. Like yes. He's like a classic comedian. Yeah. And uh, but I feel and he, I think he did the best he could do in those scenes. But it's just it was just awful. I like, just hope he got paid a lot of money. Oh man, <laughs> to do this that was, it was horrible. Like I, that's probably where a lot of their money went is like to the to paying to paying like yeah. the the and probably for the animation piece. Yeah. Because it certainly wasn't on the sets. Oh man. <laughs> So bad, so bad. So does so that's ask the question. So this again, this has never been released on video. It's never not been, officially. No, no. It, there, I've I've owned a, and you, I think you have too. Like own yeah. a, like a bootleg copy for years, yes. and you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. The the inter- actually, so I I rewatched it on YouTube, and we, have, we should maybe post that. Yeah, actually, we can yeah. post a link you know, on our two, social media. Yeah, that would the be one that we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, there are two versions of it on YouTube. One is just the straight show with no commercials, yeah. and then there's another one that somebody posted with the original commercials of wherever it aired yeah of wherever in i think it was from detroit or something so it's it, i mean if you're going to watch this thing it's kind of cool to watch the one with the commercials cuz the commercials are really dated like they're really like out of touch with what we do yeah, now yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's actually kind of cool to watch the commercials because they're they're so different the one I watched had a thing at the beginning it's like uh, the Incredible Hulk will not air this week because of this special presentation yeah. and then all the comments are like oh, I'd rather watch the Hulk because <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's so so terrible yeah, but uh, so here's the question we always ask did yep. it, does it stand up it never stood up oh it was <laughs> I remember watching as a kid I remember when it was yep. on origi- yep. I watched the original airing of it because I remember it was really cool it was of on course, TV of course uh, no it did not stand up no, in it, any it, way shape there is n- it never it it couldn't get any worse from the way it was the day that it aired. <laughs> yeah, but if it came out on like Blu-ray, I would buy it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, wa- I think I watch it almost every year because yeah. it's so bad. It is like a train wreck that you cannot look away from. Now, it's, mind you, yeah. you have to fast forward through some parts sometimes. Like the da- the Diane Carroll stuff with with uh, Grandpa Itchy. Yeah. That's you is. But so it's always worth a watch because it's a, yeah. it's a good laugh. It's it's funnier than some of the comedies I've seen. It is. It's, like, it is like. Ironically, it is it's become exactly what they wanted it to be. They wanted it to be like a traditional show that yeah. everybody watched every I, year. I think I pretty much 
either throw it on for a little bit or watch most of it every year yeah. because it's so bad. Yes. Like it's it's terrible. <laughs> it is. And and if they and I can't imagine how that this would ever happen if they actually did release a DVD with special features, it would be fantastic. Like I would <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would love to see like a little documentary like with the people now talking yeah. about making it then. Like that would be I'd, I'd rather watch that. Like, yeah. it was, it's so terrible. Oh, this is oh so bad. I just, I think that they probably like signed non-disclosure agreements where they just don't talk about it. Just nobody, nobody mention it. Nobody bring it up. Maybe everybody will forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so to to uh, just to, to recap, Rise of Skywalker, good. Yep. Holiday special, bad. <laughs> 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 Man, well, that's our show, and this is almost as long as the Rise of Skywalker. It was, well, it's certainly we, longer we, than the. We had a lot to un- unwrap here. There was yeah. a lot going on in that, um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you shouldn't have been listening. You know, <laughs> but you should go see it again. But go see it again. I think there's a lot to be seen, probably on a second or even third watching Absolutely. of that, or tenth watching, whatever you yep. want to do. So that's the show. Um, we're this is our last show of this year. Of yeah, of twelve twenty nineteen. It's hard to believe this year. This year flew by. It really did. Remember when we started the show back in January. So, I can you believe it's, it's a year. It's, it's been a year. What yeah. episode is this? Twenty two. 22 episodes. 22 and, episodes. Yeah, I know. We've been on top of uh, things, I think. <laughs> I think we've done pretty consistently, like, you know, the, yeah, we, put, we, putting episodes together. We break together. some news every once in a while. We, we always, we're breaking something. We're breaking something. <laughs> we're breaking something. <laughs> we're breaking <laughs> something. We don't know what it is. <laughs> um, no, it's awesome that we've uh, you've stuck with us this long. And tell your friends and your neighbors and enemies, yeah. whatever you want to do. <laughs> tell everybody. Yeah, and, uh, of course, follow us on socials. And we love having you along for the ride. So from us right here, Loop and Larry, like to say uh, Happy New Year. And we'll see you next year. Bye-bye. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Works on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.